giving honor to God is ahead of my life and to Apostle Ruby Ellis and Pastor Lois Ellis and to all of leadership and to family and friends. I'd like to welcome you and um, I just want you to sit back and relax and uh, take in what God has given me for the body of Christ. So let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. We thank you for another opportunity to hear and partake of your word. We thank you, Father God, that it will be a rain of word. And that, Father God, it will go in and it will uproot and it will, Father God, feed the flock. So, Father God, we thank you for the word doing it. It won't return unto you, Lord. It will accomplish that which it was set out to do. So, Father God, we give you praise and we thank you. Amen. All right, let's get into the word. All right, uh, we're going to go to Genesis 3. I'm going to do a little reading because I want to set the uh, stage here for what we're going to talk about. And I'm just going to begin reading. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, We shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the good, the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave so unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked. And they slowly together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, 
knowing God knows all of this, right? Whereof I commanded thee, thou should not eat. And the man said, the woman thou gavest, gavest be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this thing that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. So a lot of times when we read this story, it's a familiar story. Uh, we say, oh, they messed up. But I want to bring it home to us in this present day. God asked Adam a question. Where are thou? And Adam in response said three things. He said, I was afraid. So immediately he was in fear because he knew they had disobeyed God. The command for them not to eat of the tree. So he was in fear. That was number one. Then number two, he said, I was naked. So he was exposed. He wasn't girded up. He was open to the attacks of the enemy. What are you giving your attention to? In Ephesians 6, 13 through 17, it talks about being girded up, putting on a helmet, putting on a breastplate, your sword. So we got to make sure that we're prepared for the attacks of the enemy. And the third thing Adam said, I hid myself. And again, when we look at that, not facing the situation retreating. First John 2.16 For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but of the world. So, again, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's bring this to this situation. Where are thou? And when I ask that question, just like God asked Adam, I'm not talking about where you're physically sitting. If you're in the kitchen or uh, at the house or at your job. I'm talking about what are you doing? Do you know who you are? Where are you in the scheme of things right now with everything going on? Are you distracted with life, people, family, money, the pandemic, things? Remember, God loves you. You're not an accident. Your birth is no mistake. You're alive because God created you for such a time as this. Every detail, every detail of you, your nose, your hair, your eyes, your skin color, 
your genetics, your DNA, everything he created for his purpose. God loves you. So, the reason for everything is to give God glory, right? We're here because he created us. In Romans 11.36, let's go there. For his glory, God created us. God, thank you. He loves us just that much. of him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever. Everything. The ultimate goal is to show the glory of God. So what is the glory of God? Let's kind of look at that a little deeper. The glory of God is the very essence of his nature, the demonstration of his power, the atmosphere of his presence. Just like when we begin to praise God, we begin to invoke God's glory, his presence. You'll see that the atmosphere begins to change as we begin to praise God and focus in on him. What about the expression of his goodness when you start testifying and talking about God? Reflecting on his goodness, again, the atmosphere changes because you're giving glory to God. You have just invited him into your presence. He said, where two or three are gathered, there I'm in the midst. Where is the glory? His glory is everywhere. Everything is created by God. It reflects his glory. You know, when you uh, go on vacation, or even when you get up first thing in the morning, and you see the, the sun, it's the glory of God. He deserves the glory. 
ever wondered why am I here? <laughs> We've all done it. I know I am. Why am I here? Even, and especially in a bad situation, we cry, we whine, we fuss, we have a little pity party. We're not bringing God glory in, in those situations. We are to become like Christ with a spiritual maturity, dying to self daily, <sighs> becoming more and more like Jesus in the way he thinks, feels, and acts. You know, a lot of times we think Jesus had it easy because he was Christ in his life when he walked the earth. You better believe he was tested and tempted as well. But he wanted to give God glory with his life. Remember, God gave you a new life, a new nature when you accepted Christ. Jesus honored God by fulfilling his purpose on earth. Let's go to John 17. John 17, 1 through 5. Let's, let's read that. Okay. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life as to many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had thee before the world was. So Jesus had a choice as well to glorify God. Don't think he didn't struggle. He did. He did. Just as the other things reveal its purpose in the earth, just like the birds, the birds bring glory to God by their flying, their chirping, their nesting. It's what God intended them. It's, it's why he created them. So where are thou in this whole scheme of things? What will it take? Love the Lord with your whole heart and with all your soul and with all your mind 
wants you to continue changing your character so we can glorify him. Character, I looked it up, it's the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Your attitude, your evil thoughts, your lust, your temperament, your anger, your resentment. We're filled with all this stuff. Because life, we start picking up baggage, remember? Rage, unforgiveness, all this stuff God wants us to work on and get rid of and be aware that it's in there. This is a common phrase that we commonly hear when somebody really makes us mad. I'm going to cuss you out and give you a piece of my mind. Are you struggling to get rid of the things that weigh us down, that keep us from glorifying God? So let me ask you a question. Are you struggling with God and interfering with God's work within you? Because sometimes we don't want to give up those, those things that make us appear big and bad. Or that will back a person off of us when uh, they're trying to, you know, trip or come up on us. You know, that's why you be talking about, I give you a piece of my I give you something, you know. So. And all these things we have to continue to work on. Look, I'm far from perfectness. Every single day, we are working on our character to improve it. Oh, we need help from the very core. We need help, and we have to ask God to continue to give us mercy and grace and to help us. We have to surrender. And it's admitting defeat because we cannot do it alone. We need God to help us to surrender for real from Him. Give yourself to God and surrender your whole being to Him to be used for righteousness. For his glory. But we're talking about glorifying God in every aspect of our life. Everywhere we go, we are ambassadors in the earth that God wants to use to show the world. Let him be glorified through us and in us. Living your life for the glory of God. It's going to require some changes. Changes in your priorities and your relationships. Sometimes you have to cut away some of the relationships that uh, impact you, uh, that pull you, that are not healthy for you. And sometimes we're not balanced with our family life our jobs, 
Whatever it is, whatever has our attention that we're not totally surrendering to God. Hmm. We face a choice, just as Jesus did. Sometimes it even means choosing a difficult path. Everything isn't easy. Remember Jesus? He bled drops of blood. What do you think? That was a choice that he was making to do the will of God. He was struggling right then because he wanted to do it, but this body don't suffer. Think about that. And just like us, we will have to make some choices. And we're not going to like them all. Just like if we do have to give up a friendship relationship because we know it's unhealthy. It's not a good place yet. They're pulling you down the wrong road. You've been struggling with that thing for a while. Are you strong enough to cut that relationship? Are you? Or to choose the path that God is asking you to go. Because sometimes it's a lonely road. And it's just for a little while. But sometimes whatever God has to do to get you in the straight and narrow. And to get you where he needs you so that you will hear his voice. And won't be led astray. Hmm. We exist for his purpose and his delight. Wow. Everything that we do. Because he wants that relationship with us. On last Sunday, Apostle spoke on uh, an excellent message. Uh, he was talking about the Holy Spirit, which abides within us, that leads and guides us into all truth. And then he gave three words, communion, fellowship, and relationship. So I, I looked them up just to, because sometimes we say, oh, I know what that means. But I want to truly get in there to the meat of it so we can just truly understand. Communion, the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings especially when the exchange is on, to, on a mental or spiritual level. So God wants communion with us on an intimate level. Now, a lot of times it's on an intimate level. How? But that's just how much he wants to be intertwined with us, that we consider him and what his word says. Again, all this is going to lead to glorifying him. Fellowship. Friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. God is interested in what I'm interested in? Yes, he is. <laughs> Relationship. Remember, that's what he wants with us. The way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected. 
He wants to be connected with us. A lot of times we'll say, that's enough of you, God. And now I'm ready because I can do the rest of this. You know, but don't involve him in everything. Because he said, I got this. You know, I'll be back to you when, when I'm ready. But he wants to be just that type of friend. He wants to be that close to you. He wants to be that connected to you. He wants to have that intimate relationship with you. <laughs> I love it. When I saw that about the intimate relationship, of course, the first thing you kind of think about is your husband or your spouse or whatever. I want to be intimate with me. So that means anything that I'm thinking, he wants to be right there helping me along the way. That's something to think about. Because he wants a relationship with you. Because he wants you to bring him along in everything that we do, everywhere that we go. He wants to embrace us. He wants that. He wants to be a part of us. Trust God when it doesn't make sense. Oh, God. A lot of things don't make sense because he don't tell us everything. <laughs> he doesn't tell us. So we have to trust him. We have to trust him completely. Having faith that he knows what's best for our life. When a loved one dies, when we lose our job, When you lose your home. These kind of things, they don't make sense. Now, it could be some bad stewardship in there. You know, we, we could have done some things, but sometimes things happen and God allows it. Still, wanting you to go through the struggle, still to glorify him. Ephesians 2.10 talks about we are God's workmanship. Everything about us, he loves. Because he designed, he created. And again, because he made us, he just wants us to be two peas in a pot. Wants to use your talents and abilities he's given you. No comparing, no people pleasing. It's just you and him. You can tell him anything. Won't embarrass him. In fact, it'll make you free. And God wants to use us again for his glory. Thank you. 
心中的一份，我心中的一份。God enjoys watching every detail of your life when you're eating, working, playing, resting, going to your job, playing with your kids. That's living, not just church activities. All of this is a part of it. Enjoy what God has given to you. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't feel guilty about that. Not at all. Think about when, because um, sometimes I, I think about my children when they were little, and I would sleep and rest I would just get so much satisfaction at just looking at them, what God gave me, what he blessed me with. And I wanted to provide and give them everything I could, you know, not making them into monsters, but you know what I mean, just giving them, because I love them and I appreciate what God, the gift that God gave me. God does the same thing with us too. He wants to please you. He wants to use you. Everything that he's placed in you, he, he's looking at you just as, as my child. He knows your potential. He knows your downfalls. There's nothing that surprises him about you. Nothing. God just wants that relationship. He wants it to grow. He wants you to love him and glorify him in the earth. Remember, all sin is disobedience at thought. It's failing to give God glory. I want to make God smile. I want to make him laugh at me because I am his creation. I want him to be glorified in me. Do I get it right? No. But every single day, we have to crucify the flesh and allow God in just more and more so that he will be glorified through us. <laughs> Where are thou? So I'll ask you one more time to evaluate, to look at your life, to think about the areas where God has been pulling and asking you to surrender and to yield and to believe and to trust him. So with that, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And I'm just going to add.
ask that God continue to pull on your heartstrings. That you continue to yield, to surrender to God. Ah, Jesus. You gotta love him. You gotta love him. And as you continue to get in your word, as you continue to Walk with him. He'll become your friend. He'll become your friend and you'll begin to trust him a little bit more. Sometimes we don't quite trust God because we don't understand some of the things that he's allowed in the earth. Because we say, how could a loving God allow this and that? Some things are horrific, you know. And because a lot of things we don't understand. So, I just want you to meditate on that, think about it. Am I glorifying God with my life? Am I giving Him everything that He deserves from me? Because God is good, He is faithful. He's a promise keeper. He is a promise keeper, and God is true to his word. He'll make the changes in your heart, in your mind, in your life, if you allow it. You've got to first allow it so that you can give God all the glory. So with that, Father, we thank you for being a loving God. We thank you for being a faithful God. We thank you for even wanting a relationship with us, oh God. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, oh God. You're mending us. You're healing hearts, oh God. You're healing our mind. You're setting us free. And we thank you, oh God, even though we don't understand a lot of things that you do, but we got to trust you and walk by faith and not by sight, oh God. Help us, oh God, to bless into your presence and to seek you first in all your righteousness. And you said all other things will be added unto us. We thank you for changing us from the inside out. We thank you, Father God, for turning even situations around. Lord, we give you praise and we give you honor and we thank you, oh God, that we win. As long as we continue to submit to you and resist the devil, we yield our to you to give you glory. Help us, oh God, to give you glory, to lift you up, to lift your name up. So in Jesus' name, we give you praise and we thank you for the turnaround and we thank you for the change of our life. In Jesus' name, we pray and ask. So with that, I, I tell you to go in peace, serve the Lord, 
and live holy, and God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We do hope that you received all that God had for you on today through today's message. Please take a moment to visit us at our website at www.afterchristchristiancenter.org where you can keep up with all of our latest events and up-to-date information. You can also give a donation at our cash app at dollar sign after Christ. We'd like to thank you so much for tuning in today and please feel free to join us live in the sanctuary. We're here and we would love to see your face. We look forward to seeing you. God bless you. Thank you.